0: Huskies dancing in the purple rain in Seattle. The Vols D dictate a win against the Aggies. And touchdown, Jesus, the fighting Irish beat their rival from the left coast. All that and more coming up on this week's edition of the Southern Roots Football Show. By the way, the name of the show, Southern Roots Football Show.
1: On Southern so Roots
0: Radio, right? On Southern Roots Radio,
1: Hugh Freeze is dancing uh, on at the Auburn? sideline at Auburn. Okay, all right, looking like Elvis. And, and, and they, <laughs> what the, right. he, I kept saying, "Do what we do, do what we do, do what we do." No, I get on my o line forums and stuff on Twitter. You know, oh, uh, you know, do you hear that, Cord?
0: It's o line forums. You know, I didn't know those existed. Wait, is that where you're seeing all these pictures of uh, the belly and the maple syrup? No, I believe no, that's, a, okay. no, that's
2: but, a <laughs> completely different.
0: Yeah,
1: I ran up on that
2: one before too.
0: I don't know what you're looking at, Jack. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Welcome into to another edition of the Southern Roots Football Show. Recorded live on the porch. As Biggie Small says, when you know, you know. Glad to be back on the porch. What's up, fellas? Good to be here, brothers. <laughs> yes. uh, Jack Plant alongside... Uh, The big sweet, Charles Sweden. Also, we've got uh, Trevor McAnally, of course, because we couldn't do it without uh, his nice hospitality. And Mama C, Miss Caroline. May hear from her again. May hear from her. Uh, Cord Cole from down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, we want to uh, wish our buddy Wes uh, a little rest after some traveling. Couldn't be here tonight, but he does have his picks. Hmm. Uh, He does... Have his picks. so that so that is good. And uh, real quick, before we get into our opening kickoff and um, our rundown for today, I uh, just want to quickly go over last week's picks, as we had uh, six games and some entertaining ones. Uh, let's see, uh, hang on, there we roll on down. All right, uh, pretty even amongst everybody. Uh, Trev, Wes, and um, and Cord all had went three, two, and one. We did have a push, that being the Washington, Oregon game, and then uh, yours truly and Sweet at two, three, and one. So our overall totals. How about this? Uh, there's five wins separating first from last, and we're one right after the other. Cord's on top, 21 wins. Follow by your truly 20, sweet with 19, Trevor with 17. So that's where we stand as we head into week eight. We got a bonus pick this week, so we're going seven on the pick six, uh, just in honor of Cord.
2: Love it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of those standings, you know what the great philosopher Ricky Bobby once said, huh?
0: If you ain't first, if you ain't last. first you're last. Yes. Man. Let's go. I'm oh, I thought it was,
1: that's a damn cougar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into our opening kickoff brought to you by Society American Noshery. Don't forget to check them out of the downtown square in Lawrenceburg. Go find either of the Grayson boys and tell them hello and tell them we sent you. And don't forget to go to etix.com for Fly Fest 2023 hel- uh, held on Veterans Day. That is November the 11th. For those of you not aware of that holiday, uh, you should be. And it's out at the Lawrenceburg-Lawrence County Airport. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to have live music. It's going to have Uh, Food trucks, going to have airplane rides, helicopter rides, one or the other, or perhaps both. You're going to be able to get up in the air, fellas. Yep. You're going to get off the ground, Cord, and you're going to be able to have a good time, uh, (laughs) celebrate (laughs) Veterans Day, and honor um, uh, our freedoms here and those that uh, protect us. So go to etix.com, get your tickets today. It is FlyFest 2023. Uh, put on by Society American Notchery. Should be a lot of fun. All right, so our opening kickoff, was mentioned, uh, the Huskies hold off the ducks. So we'll start right there. Um, you know, we talked about uh, the Red River shootout, a.k.a. rivalry. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas the week prior about being the potential game of the year. We thought this Oregon-Washington had the potential to rival that, if you will, no pun intended, and I think it delivered. What a fantastic game out in the great northwest um, in Seattle there on, uh, on that banks of the water. What a great setting, too. Oregon and Washington, the, uh, the Huskies, get that three-point win back and forth. And because uh, the Pac-12 does not have divisions this year, there is an excellent chance that these two could meet again for the Pac-12 <coughs> championship. And what a great way to send off that conference for yeah, these two! So. Well, I think that's two. the best thing about <coughs> this yeah, game is we sure. might
1: see it again.
3: Yep. And hopefully, it's hey, just not at the same time as Tennessee's playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> pac has got to be yeah. Pac-12 commissioner has got to be kicking himself in the ass, huh? Like just his incompetence of what he could have continued to grow in that. I'm not is saying the right word, Corey. Like, like he, I mean, he just turned down so many deals. And I, I will get back to the game, but good God, the greed and the, idiot, the idiocracy of, of, of some people. But man, what a football game. I don't think I've quacked so much in my life at people <laughs> uh, all day long. There's so many people at our tailgate and so many people up in the suite that just were riding the Huskies. Um, and obviously, we all just came out on the same exact end if you got to hit three points. But I mean, what a hell of a fucking
0: football game. You know, I, th- I think both quarterbacks going in, you know, we talked about could be a Heisman moment. I don't think either hurt themselves. Uh, obviously, with the win, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, has to be, you know, your 1 or 1A one front runner for the Heisman now, especially after what Caleb Williams had at USC with the loss at, at uh, Notre Dame. But uh, Bo Nix, I think, is still in the running, especially if we get that rematch and if they win – um, but these are two fantastic quarterbacks, and, and what a story out there.
1: I, I think Penix definitely moved into the number one spot after yeah. this. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, I'm more impressed by his performance because I, I feel like Oregon dominated both sides of the the line of scrimmage. I mean, their offensive line, I mean, they, they gave Knicks all the time in the world to throw all day, and their defensive line for Oregon, they got after uh, Penix sure. all day in game, yep. man, and he, he was making some uh, spectacular Throws down the uh, – deep balls too, man. I mean, I, I thought that was a hell of a showing by Penix. And uh, uh, like I said earlier, uh, number one in the Heisman right now. Yeah. yeah.
3: I could agree with you more, man. I think I think Bo Nix, though, he played as almost as good a game as he could have played to be in there, which he was there right at the end. But um, you look at – like you said, you dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think Oregon rushes for 204, 205 right there at it. They get 200 there, you know, and, and kind of some shitty weather going back and forth. But I thought there for the longest, man. You look at what Nick did throwing for about two eighty, um, rushing for about sixty four, sixty five. That he outplayed Penix. But Penix made all the right throws when it mattered. When it mattered. When, when yeah. they needed it, when they would they would punt. They'd get, they'd get off two or three drives, and when it came back, and it'd be a tight window. Penix would put it right there, man. And I'm with you. I think it shot him tough up with that win. Too. Yeah, tough contested throws. Um, made some on the run. Um, absolutely <laughs> heck of a showing by him. And by Nick's too. Like I, I'm with you. The best case scenario from this game is that we get to see it one more time.
2: Hey, let's let's talk about Dan Lanning for a second, huh?
0: Uh, I was going to uh, move uh, into uh, yeah, we yeah, talked I a lot right about coaching decisions, so yes, yeah. uh, I I, lead us I
2: agreed I agreed with the one right before the half. Now, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. You do you kick it. You kick it there. Yeah, I agree with the one right before the half. Like that. That's trying to make a statement. That's trusting your guys, your half yard. Uh, the one in the second half, absolutely. You got to take the points right there. Uh, but You, the one you
0: say it, that, that. Half, I loved it. I See, loved I think it. it's the other way around. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with all the ones in the second half. I think that one right before half is the one that that uh, that that you got to take the points in that situation. Um, I, I, that I early I just, in the game,
3: I think yeah, he I takes just, the points right there going in for it. I'm with you, JP, and it's one of those things where you know it it's it, it's always a good call or bad call based off that indecision and yeah. and. You look back at this game. I think if he converts one of those, it probably changes the outcome of the well, game. Well, if they
0: convert one yeah. of them, they probably win. And that's what and, I'm saying. And, and we're not talking about it in this. So, so for, for, as an Oregon fan, I wouldn't have had a. Pro- I didn't have a problem with it. Shit a- no. Any of them. Now, I mean, you know, looking back, hindsight. You know, I I think probably if you learn a lesson from this, maybe next time you take the points there if you're at the but even as line. an
3: But even as an Oregon fan, and you said that, and, and you understand that, as, even as a player, man, being in that locker room and understanding that Dan Lanning has that trust in his guys to pick it up on those saying, guy. hey, I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm going to roll my dudes. We're, going, we're coming out here to win. We're not playing to yeah. lose. And, you know, he comes out right after it. And they ask him about him going for it and, you know, going over three on it. And Lennon comes out and he says, if I knew that none of them were going to work, you'd change every situation, right? That's not the way those decisions work. When you sit in this seat, I'm a big boy. I can handle the criticism that's going to come, and it's deserved. And this position, that's the way it works. I trust our players. I trust our coaches. And when we have opportunities to win games, I'm going to be aggressive to win games. And, and it, I absolutely love that. And every one of the players. That is phenomenal.
1: The eleven that's going to be on the field on offense, they want the ball. Yeah, for I, sure, I mean, man. They, they they were like, all right, coach, let's do it. I mean, and, I mean, and
2: you you have a Heisman caliber quarterback. Yes. Like I said, to me, and you dominated. I, see, the let me tell you line. why I like the. Let me tell you why I like the first half again over the the second half decision, especially the last one. It's by the time we've gotten to those second half decisions, you see what kind of game we're we're playing, right? We're 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 in a nail biter You've seen that in
3: the first quarter, though. Yeah. I mean, on
2: this one, I mean, you, you've yeah. seen it on film. It's yeah. just, I mean. Yeah, and then you got the guy. I get it. You got uh, I don't. We still don't know. Nobody in this country still knows how to say his name. Rome, I wish he'd come out and go. Yeah, but the left-handed quarterback at Washington. <laughs> um, I wish he like. I know you're playing against that guy, so you you got to put up the points. But again, I'm I guess not as traditional as most. I I, I like the first half when Didn't like it in the second half.
0: Well, and, two with Dan Lanning, you know, it's not like he hasn't done this before. I mean, this is what they do. They play aggressive. They did against Colorado. This is what they do. So this is not out of character for them for any of those to go for any of those. Um, Yeah. I, as, as a fan, I don't have a problem with them. Again, you know, you know, doing what we do, looking back, if you had to change one of them, I think the one right before half is the one, but um, you know, from the grand scheme of things for what they do, uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with going for it. I like it. It's entertaining uh, and that's and that's like you said, sweet. I mean, that's yeah, as a player, that's what you want.
1: But 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 all the props to Washington, they still had to put up or shut up in those situations, and I mean, they they did what they needed to do to win the game. Yeah. So you uh, bend, don't break. Yeah, of. yeah. I mean, I mean, as much as we're hating on Dan Landing, you got to give twice as much props to Washington for actually stopping them on those short yardage. That's true. That's true.
0: These are two fantastic f- football teams. I think both are playoff worthy. Coming out of, of that matchup, and at this point of the season, basically halfway, a little past halfway, I uh, I don't have a problem with either of them making That's the playoffs. Crazy. And and I would love to see both make the playoffs, and hell, they might. If the hell, we, I want wow. to I, I
1: see that game again, zero. though.
2: Chance. I, mean, like, I mean, like, I wouldn't say zero. zero. When's the they haven't had a like, have I mean, Pac 12 hasn't car. had a playoff game since Washington got in there, right? Yeah. When Bama skull drug him, I believe. Or but Georgia this is one the year if it's going to happen. Now, this is a year. Happen, yeah. yeah, but no, but, that's what I'm saying. Now all of a sudden they have two. Uh, like I'm not. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. They have two playoff caliber teams in that in that conference, and they've gone what is this six six years without
0: one? Yeah, four years. I just without think one?
3: you look at the competitive. And JP, I think this is you, you got to have point. a lot to happen. You look. Yeah, you look at the competitive balance all across college football right now. There is a chance. But I think you I look mean, at a way
2: a lot doesn't have to happen though. It's yeah, not for not both of them to get in. I mean, yeah, because I mean, the, they they here's they, the thing, they if, face off in the conference final and, and Oregon beats Washington or the conference championship with a, a one loss versus an undefeated and Oregon beats Washington in a close football game and you you have one not a lot, you have one or two upsets here down the stretch. That's not far fetched to see, you know. Those. I mean, it's two, not, but I mean, it's, it goes back to you look teams.
3: at it, by far. I agree with that. I'm just saying, if yeah. you look at you know the historical since 2014, the way that the committee votes and the way they look at things. Listen, if if Alabama happens to run the table and they go and they get they they end up you know beating Georgia, that one loss Georgia's getting in if they if that's their only loss. Well, going to be right there behind them, and that and that that's that where you know hey we should. Wish we had that 12-team playoff this year because of the competitive balance across yeah. the yeah. landscape of college football. But, but it's one of those is you look at, you know, if you look at USC, you look at what they're doing, it's not great out there. I think that hurts their scheduling. I heard I think it hurts where they're at with that. That's the one um, downside of this weekend. Yeah.
0: You're, you're correct. <laughs> if USC had gone to beat Notre Dame and we saw what we did in Seattle, uh, you're right, that, that does hurt. But I, I do think a one-loss Washington or a one-loss Oregon – Oh, they have uh, with, with their one loss being to each other, would definitely deserve this year, this year, deserve to get in the playoff yeah. over a two-loss SEC team. Absolutely. Over a two-loss potential Big Ten team. Certainly over a, a, a potentially one-loss ACC team. I, I sure. think if Florida State falls, I'll take Oregon and Washington over Florida State.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I would, mean, I ma-
0: based that. on the
1: competition. I'm
3: you got a chance of having you know two one-loss SEC teams.
1: Yep. I, mean, I, I, I don't I don't see the Pac-12 like on the political side of things fighting that hard to get two teams that are coming or leaving their yeah. conference here pretty soon to get into. To I mean uh, I don't, I don't see them uh, sticking their neck out for them. I
0: now that's their Let, Big Ten teams now. Yeah. You're talking so, about so throw exactly. this scenario <laughs> out.
2: So throw this scenario out with the SEC. Yep. Georgia slips up, which is not inconceivable. Well, but, but the way they win
0: before the and SEC, SEC championship.
2: No, I'm saying I'm saying regular season regular season up say say tennessee i mean tennessee's got dudes right and i'm not saying this because you guys are sitting there but less less talented teams have competed with georgia this season correct all right so they slip up lose that one hypothetically the tigers went out they go to atlanta and 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 put up 50 on georgia and and, beat georgia and beat georgia now you got two two losses neither of those teams are getting in lsu doesn't deserve to get in
0: no, I
1: think, if, not, I think if they do not, that... I, I think the SEC so it's champion... Not as as I think,
0: well, but to your I don't point, think, though... I don't think the LSU gets in. But if if they beat Alabama and Georgia and win the conference, yes, they do.
2: Over, and, and, over other one-loss conference champions.
0: Well, Georgia would like, then have two losses.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm saying conference champions, your, your Big 12s, your ACCs... Your, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm SC, saying, I, SEC I champion, even a, with two a, losses. Yeah,
1: SEC champion is almost an automatic They're getting
0: bend. in. If, if, if it's I mean, LSU in that scenario, because they would have beaten Alabama and they would have beaten Georgia. So I think see, they I do think, get in. I think
2: both of those one-loss Pac-12 teams, if the one loss comes from, from Oregon in the Common Championship, both of those teams get in over LSU.
0: Yeah, now now if Ole Miss somehow sneaks into the West Oh, good God. Then, and they win, no, I don't <laughs> think a two-loss Ole Miss. Or, or you know Missouri, they've won the East a couple of times. And, hell, they could win it this year.
2: Yeah.
0: They beat Georgia. Yeah. Um, and Missouri gets in um I, I mean or they get the SEC championship and win yeah i don't think they get in but i do think LSU in that scenario would get in um as yeah. one of the four i just i just don't see them leaving uh, I, out
1: I, I think you can get in with a two loss i, it,
2: it, I think if you win yes
3: i, I mean, there's only, only been one two loss
2: champion ever trust me i know yeah. i know it can't happen but i just i just don't
0: and that was when there was only two teams yeah so um all right it took a uh, lot, that. Yeah, it did well, and that's you know, this is a crazy year, so that's what I'm saying. It it, it could happen. It'll be interesting. You know, the Big Ten still has, um, you know, the Big Three still have to play their round robin, and who knows I mean, what could happen there. If we start this start week. We'll this get into weekend, that, about to that uh, coming State, up a little Austin, bit. Man. So, uh, so it'll be fascinating. Um, uh, getting to our other uh, opening kickoff uh, topic, which is outside the Southeastern Conference. Uh, speaking of Notre Dame and the Irish, um, uh, where did that come from, Trev? I
3: mean, no no, what do you mean? Where'd it come from? Yeah, <laughs> is that I why? I, I is, is that, closer, is that is why? Get closer to microphone. Get closer to that
2: microphone. Uh,
3: it is one of those things, man. Mm-hmm. It was a good showing by then coming out, but I think it was, you know, that if Notre Dame doesn't slip up in the spot they slip up, okay, and they can keep rolling past Louisville, they're the they're one of the teams we're talking about with this dominant win, right? <laughs> Asking me was great. I thought defense played well. Offensive line, hold on. This is my point. Though Sound cord. effects there. But, this is my, my point is, I yeah, think it tells more about USC than it does Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. I agree. Un- yeah. How undisciplined
3: uh-huh. they were. I mean, Notre Dame won the offensive line, defense line, both sides of the line of scrimmage. They won the turnover battle. They won the penalty battle in a big way, I think. And special teams. Um, yeah, and special teams. But USC, you know, they gave away four first downs just based off penalties, doing stupid yeah. shit. I mean, you can't compete. When you have a Heisman, a potential 1-1 in a Caleb Williams, Man, you, yeah, th- that, that goes back to coaching and it goes back to getting these boys ready to play these type of games because that is inexcusable. I mean, it's not like you were you knew this game. This game's been circled on the schedule the entire year. And you come out and you give that kind of performance. It's piss poor, man. And, and listen, I, I've been, i been, I'm a Marcus Freeman guy. I like what they do up there. I like they, no. you know, you go by defense, you're going to line up, you want to run the ball, you want to take care of the ball. This but it just in. It. Hey, listen, <laughs> take General Nealon's Maxim's and you look at them, you go through it. Notre Dame attacked every one of them that game, and guess what? They come out on top. And they didn't just come out on top; they beat the piss out of them. God, that man. game was early, over early so, on.
2: So is it start? Is it time to start talking about that? Maybe Caleb isn't the one one. I mean, besides just this one game, or or is it is
1: it too? Hell, he needs to stay. Out, he needs to stay out of the news, man, because yeah. he's hurting his draft oh, stock. I agree. It,
2: How about my man saying ownership? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh. Whoa, whatever going to happen. Him, no, absolutely not. Yeah. But it's like, he, he's gonna
3: he's gonna walk like, across the stage, take that jersey, and go to wherever they draft him yeah. and be just happy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hey here's here's forty five million. Shut the f up.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> there we go. He he you know, and and also I think goes to show just how much uh USC and Lincoln Rally uh relies on that yeah. star player. Well, you I know, think had, you had Kyler that. Murray obviously at Oklahoma and then Caleb Williams. True. Um, you know, outside of that. You know, we're starting to see a little bit of history. We've bit got a trend
1: with them. We've yeah. got
0: some data. We got some a uh, trend, I mean, and I mean, it's 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 not you know something that people can't see, but I think there's enough data to see that there is an issue with outside of a star quarterback that Lincoln Riley, and clearly he knows how to recruit a quarterback, and clearly knows how to coach a quarterback.
3: That's, that was my next point, Jay. But
0: but got if, to translate to the other side of the ball, but you know, if you rely, you know, put all your eggs in that one basket, and you, you, know, you know who
2: else used to do that? Guy down in Florida State made Christian Ponder and uh, was that EJ Manuel and Jameis Winston a first round pick? That's hey, true. You know who I'm talking about, Trev? No, never heard of. Him. <laughs> and Jimbo Fisher, by the way, in case you are wondering.
0: Uh, there we go. There we go. Uh,
2: no, I just had to get that one in. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Lincoln Riley is out at USC and no longer at Oklahoma. Is it, is it funny to anybody else that he left? Like, on the hills of the Oklahoma announcement coming to the SEC.
0: Oh, there was a lot of talk about that. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was it was. Uh, there's rumor down here that it was a sign still delivered that he was coming here, and come to find out, like wouldn't even speak to us. And mm. I'm not not Pat and LSU on the back. That's a it's a pretty damn big job down here when you have no other Power Fives in a talent rich state. That guy doesn't want to compete. I, I just I, I mean, I, I just, but he I don't I mean, think, like. Mm. BK's
3: not far off, though. I mean, when we'll talk about LSU and that, to talk about how you can have score points and you have a high-powered offense, but you can't play no defense. I agree Mm -hmm. with you. I just Mm -hmm. think that Lincoln Riley's got to...
0: But that's not the trend at at LSU. No, it's not the
3: trend at LSU. I'm saying it's just with that job cycle of coaches,
2: though. Yeah. Is that not the same
3: cycle with BK and Lincoln
2: two years ago? Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Again... Again, a lot tougher to get. And again, it's saying it's, and this is obviously, I give Mark. I mean, it's an right.
3: honest question, is what I'm saying. It's an yeah. honest point to what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, it is. It, it is. You've got to get, you got to build that depth on it. Both of these guys can get their quarterbacks in through the portal. Jaden Daniels comes from Arizona State mm-hmm. through the portal with BK. He's there, right? Dude yeah. goes on. You got neighbors. You got these other cats. I can score. Logan Diggs has come on in a huge way for LSU. You got Harold Perkins, who's the biggest cat of them all right now. Um, has been for the last going dating back to last year, honestly. Yeah. And, and you still can't get up the field. I mean, yeah, there were some, some, some misses, but it and, goes and, back to what he's doing over there. The thing about USC is, is USC, they attract talent based off where they are with the university. They have the history. They have the tradition, they ha- they they play in a weaker conference and and I think Cord you said it best I think whenever Oklahoma was looking at, hey and I'm going that SEC he jumped jump because it was an easier route for him to get to a college football playoff
2: yeah, no at that's USC what I was getting Oklahoma
3: at right but he's got to recruit better he's got to build his depth he's got to get his guys in and you got to take advantage of the transfer portal in those holes you look at uh, you know Dan Lanning's led defense at Oregon three best players on defense for transfer portal guys and it showed up and it made a difference. I mean, it did.
0: Well, you know, I, do, do we see Lincoln leaving USC? No. I mean, Maybe he's
2: going
3: to Northern Illinois. In a few well, days. I mean, it's he's going to the, the Big
0: Ten. Big 10. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if he was afraid of the SEC, you know, he should be afraid of the Big Ten, too. But uh, we'll see. I, I don't think. I mean, think David, he
3: definitely wasn't happy with that news. So
2: he gets Iowa in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah that's that. true. I, I'll update you on what?
0: that in a few That weeks. is true. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Rutgers. I think They are sitting at thirty-two yeah. points right now. By the way, yeah, talking so, about Iowa. All right, uh, score that, according. Hey, they're winning. They are winning.
2: Yeah, they're they're going to end up eleven and
0: one. I know. I know. They're gonna, they're going to win they the miss, West.
2: They've missed Michigan, Ohio State, and.
0: Penn State, right? No, they, no, they are. Did they get Penn State? That's, that's right. That, that's, that's their, their loan loss. loss. Yeah, they yeah. got shut out. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, there's open to kickoff again. Brought to you by Society American Nasri. Uh, before we get into the Southeastern Conference um, tailgate on Saturday, uh, kudos again to uh, to T Mac uh, uh, once again with um, uh, with what you had. Uh, let's see. We had, uh, and I'm learning this because I, you know, because I'm typically working on Saturday, so I don't. Usually get to participate, and so it's been a lot of fun. But your, um, I guess you call them armadillo eggs, or are they just stuffed uh, yeah, peppers. peppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: stuffed peppers. Yeah, stuffed poppers.
0: Stuffed poppers. Um, <coughs> those apparently that that is a weekly. That's a staple. That's a staple. And then uh, you had some Philly uh, cheese sliders, right? Yeah, Sl- cheese sliders. Sliders were great. Yes, fantastic <clears throat> I love- stuff. I'm going to go
2: check my mail in a minute. My invitation must be awesome. lost. <laughs> yeah. <went> <laughs>
0: and, then, and then you uh, you did uh, some white chili on the trigger, A little, little yeah, smoke, so, right?
2: Yeah, smoke some
3: chicken, pull it. Did a little white chicken chili right there. You mm. know, weather's cooled off a little bit right here. Football season in the fall, you can't beat it. But, hey, normally, I mean, we go with the poppers. You get a little bit of that homemade rotel going on over there. And then That's true. we pick a staple uh, week by week, do something a little different. And uh, we roll with it, man. It's it's. To me, it's hard to beat a Saturday on the porch. Yep. Man, you got football. I'm saying poppers Good company. are a
2: weekly, sta- uh, weekly staple, but uh, I can remember one week that you—they were there, poppers. they were here. No shot, no shot. I didn't have that many beers, did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> there, well, yes, yes, Cor, yes. There, you there did.
0: was there was a lot of food here that day too.
2: The only thing I keep remembering from that weekend is Sweet telling me his wife said, is "That that drunk guy over there is your internet
1: buddy." <laughs> That's your internet buddy. That's right. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. Uh, uh, drunk, drunk internet buddy. Drunk internet buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, internet buddy is a little sketchy, but if it's a drunk internet buddy, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, All it's good. okay. Cor, so, core, what? Uh, how was your Saturday? Did you did you get to the game?
2: Yes, absolutely, man. I I, I work out there outside of it. It's a fun time. We we'll have to be in the stadium in case something goes wrong, but man, it was a blast. We had our biggest tailgate that we've put on since uh pre-covid
0: what was on the menu other than uh you, Man, your, we, your fantastic uh lineup we of were, uh, cold beverages
2: we were gonna do a gumbo this week but the temperature heated up a little too much to do it so we 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 curved right at the last minute and just had a a, a wonderful spread from a Thern's grocery uh to, uh catered for us uh mm-hmm. and delivered to us so it was, it was really they easy. Just, breakfast just,
3: last time we were there did mm-hmm. they not maybe yeah yeah, yeah. yep, yep. So Same company? Ma- uh, yeah so my solid.
2: Ma-Thurns.
3: absolutely Ma-Thurns. solid. yeah it's Ma-Thurns. A local, uh
2: local company down yeah. here man they they're great to us and uh multiple times during tailgates we've had to go over there and buy a few extra cases of beer but it was a good time we're going to um what was on the menu have a, what, what were they we just for had you? a bunch of just some picking stuff we had some boot and balls Okay. Uh, some boudin egg rolls, uh, some chicken fingers, things like that's that. A, the key to a good uh,
3: tailgate is having the finger foods. You gotta have oh, the, yeah. the pickings yeah. where you know somebody walks over to a cooler, grabs something cold to drink, and then they yeah. walk by, they see it. Hey man, no, that's us good. Let me grab a it. Oh yeah, it. I no mean doubt. that's just no how doubt. it goes. But but, but, I, but, I but, but y'all got is, a
1: y'all got a really good wing spot down there though. Absolutely, man.
2: Yes, yes, my boys are just winging it, man. Just, just winging,
0: winging it. it. Yes.
1: it's phenomenal. Sounds dude. delicious.
2: They do. They are. They are incredible. You got. They have a a coach's plate with steak bites and. Shit on it. Ooh. Oh, steak bites. Oh yeah, man. Ooh, it's called a. They don't plate. cheap out. To, yeah, and they don't cheap out. Either. It's like ribeye. They're not giving you I... sirloins that I buy at Target. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: All right. Hey, but yep. the, the big news on the weekend that my daughter. Made an appearance. That's right. She
3: first saw that. First appearance. Definitely won't be the looked last. Looked
1: like She had a, had a good time. She, yeah. <laughs> she fell asleep in Mama C's arms. I was about to say, <laughs>
3: kudos to Mama C. At first, you know, she she didn't know what to think about the people over here, but she settled in. Um, settled in just right. Mama she C. She didn't out? know what to think about. She. I mean, just a lot of people. A lot, lot of people. Wait, lot no, Mama places.
0: C didn't know what to think about no, the no, 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 Yeah, no. No,
3: Sorry. no. no. Mom, Mom, Mama C took over <laughs> her baby something and, and took her over there and just walked around, bounced her a little bit, got her, got her under control. It was good. It was good.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's a good weekend, and uh, we we got another big week uh, weekend coming up. We'll uh, we'll certainly dive into that as we get into our picks uh, coming up in just a little bit. All right, uh, let's recap a little bit uh, SEC roundup um, from the past weekend, and we'll start uh, in Rocky Top. Uh, the two thirty game uh, that was on CBS with uh, Brad Nestler and Gary Danielson. Oh man, there was more talk about that than I think the game. But the Vols do hold on. The defense steps up and uh, get a couple of stops. Uh, despite um, Milton's uh, lack of performance, I guess uh, through the air, I, I don't, I don't know if you can put all of that completely on him. Tennessee was able to run the football, but if you get defense like that, you don't have to have Milton um, win the game for you, right?
1: I mean, I don't know what was worse, our passing attack or Gary on the commentating man. It was, it was pretty <laughs> tough, but I, I'm gonna shut up because Trevor's yeah, fuming gay. over here just no, to get going. Now he's talking Gary. <laughs>
3: No, I'm with you. Here's my thing about Joe. Yes, Joe missed those shots. Joe did not look good at all. The thing is, is Tennessee's at the point where they have a it, – it's a way above average defense. I'm not there saying it's good, it's great, it's elite. I think the front seven is. I think James Pierce is elite. Tyler Barron is an All-American. Uh, big O, Bryson mean, um, you know, Norman Lott's coming back uh, this week. It's going to be more depth inside right there. But what defense was able to do, what Kamala had, and these guys have been able to string together after you know having a few bad games, really bad games last year, and then a couple of bad games early, and then being able to put a full game together. Man, Gord said it early in the year. Never going to complain about an SEC win, especially against a team like that. I mean, they're one, they're they're one or two plays away from being a top fifteen team. You know, they got as much talent as anybody else, and I thought Tennessee showed up. They played well. Um, the rushing attack is absolutely elite. Uh, Jalen with another hell of a game. Jabari Small, you know, Dylan Sampson, um, absolute studs back there. You look at what Cooper Mays is able to do, anchoring that offensive line, get, getting that offense rolling. Um, you know, Chaz Nimrod's a guy that we, we wondered with Brew out who was going to step up in that position. Was it Caleb Webb? Was it Nimrod? Was it another guy? And uh, Nimrod stepped up made some big catches early from Joe. Looked like a little safety blanket from Joe, honestly. Um, Joe's thing is, once again, he missed some of those deep shots downfield. You know, Ramel, bless his heart, he dropped some balls that hit him in the hands. Had some drops from Castle as well. Um, but Joe's got to be able to run that offense, one, without turnovers, and two, to be able to hit those intermediary throws where, you know, when you're averaging 6.2 a pop, man, you just got to hit those throws when it matters. And when if you can do that, you're going to be successful and you're going to win a lot of games. Um, I, I, Joe's going to settle in. I, I, think he's, I think he can do that. But, you know, you look at it coming right out of the gate – the first plays, that deep out route, and he sells yeah. it by about four yards. I mean, the guy's juice. We know the arm talent he has, but I think with the running game we have and the defense we have and the possessions that we're going to have, because we're going to win special teams. Jackson Ross has come on huge. You look at that, uh, the coverage team with D. Williams, you know, man, D. Williams, absolute game changer, electric. We'll just jump into him real quick. Being able to come down there, cover that kick, down it on the one, turn around four plays later, and then house that. I mean, that, that was the difference in the game. Absolute difference in the game. You know, I've seen a stat where, um, and it's kudos to Jackson Ross, special teams, D. Williams, and the defense of front, Tim Banks, Rodney Garner, and James Pierce, man. I cannot speak enough about him, but this is the first time that Heipel has won a football game in his career with only scoring 20 points. I mean, like, that, 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 that speaks volume of this defense against a team like A&M who come into this with the number one ranked SEC rush defense – and gives up, what, 234, 232 on the ground? 22. I mean, I, I thought it was a solid showing through and through. Joe's got to be better for Tennessee to take that next step towards beating your Georgias, you know, beating Alabama this weekend and make trying to make a case for an SEC championship. But all in all, great win, man. I mean, like I said, Ward said I, it best. I, I, you th- can't I apologize for I that.
1: think this was the first time I actually saw Tennessee under Heupel slow the game down a little bit. I mean, like you said earlier, they were taking the shots down deep and and doing this. I think they they found out earlier, like, okay, we can stop these guys. We can hold up on defense a little bit. Uh, Let's slow the game down where usually, you know, big play on first down, you know, you get a short second and three, you know, they might take a shot or something like that. They're like, no, we're going to pound the rock twice here, pick up the first down, then uh, start over on a new set of downs. And I thought that was – I, it's kind of out of character for a Tennessee offense, but you know it, it was probably nice for the defensive side of the ball, slowed the game down, run sure. that clock off a little bit. I think those stats are a little bit deceiving, um, but but Milton was still fifty percent. You know, yeah. I, and, and I he, think makes they, some he made some big throws. He made some big throws. I think is... they saw early, like, hey, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Let's slow the game down. Let the running game take so, over.
2: You know, let if, me ask a question. How loud is it? the The call for Nico right now is it is it loud up there? I mean, I'm no. saying his name right, Nico. Nico, no? yeah,
3: no. I, I don't think it is. I think you're going to have some of the fans that come in and they they don't see what you know Hendon Hooker, who is a generational talent think, in that kind of I think offense,
2: this this game you're speaks more that. about Hendon Hooker.
3: I think it does, too, because he like, hits those shots. I, I, I think How it's realizing, like, holy
2: shit, mm-hmm. this guy really was that He
3: was big. that guy, but you look at, you know, Jalen Wright has, you know, he had eight carries for over 10 yards of pop. I mean, when you're moving yeah. the ball like that, you
2: don't have to necessarily is, run that tempo and the, hit that. Mine is not the yardage or the, or the average per completion. To me, it's the average per attempt, right? I mean, you're, you're sub-five yeah. yards with your 100 yards and 22 attempts, right? And, I mean, what – what I didn't get to watch a lot of this game. That's why I'm asking more, asking questions. Well, and I think, thought, I think it's I think it's. I was watching Oregon. I was Oregon wa- Washington. We had them both right?
3: on, and it's the first time that oh. both TVs have not been on just the Tennessee game for that matter. Yeah, yeah, true. But it is one of those things to that point cord where I think Hypo realized it the week before, you know, with South Carolina. You know, we, we do a lot of swing passes. You have a lot of bubble screens. You have some of them yeah. arrow screens where we're trying to, you know, draw that guy in, get one-on-one in space, and be able to make a play. Mm-hmm. Well, we did take some shots. And we did hit those shots, but – one thing that I think Hypel does a great job of doing is getting Squirrel involved and then turning around and getting like a Chaz Nimrod involved, somebody that's got a little bit of speed, that's gonna, you know, attack the edges more as Wes says. And what we wanted to see out of Hypal from the other games in the Florida game is not just run zone right, zone left with yeah. uh, Jabari and Jalen. But the reason that average is so bad, man, is if you've not if you're not watching the game. We're throwing it downfield. we yeah. it's hitting them in the hands and we're dropping it, or probably more than not. That's what Joe, I'm saying. Joe's I didn't get to watch it. That's Joe's what I'm We took the shots. We had it. You know, there was one that uh, you know Joe took. Joe, here's Joe's thing with me. That four yards, I think, skewed because of the way we throw it downfield and it's not connected. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, because if we do get that, you know that that Jalen Wright eight yard run on first down, yeah, you know, we're going to raise up and try to take that shot downfield. Like and yeah, hell yeah, second short, I, opportune time to do it, and I love it. Got to connect on it more. Um, one thing about Joe that Joe's got to improve on to me is his situational awareness, and I think that's what's going to be a problem for him moving forward. Is he's got to get in the rhythm. I know um, against a And M we had a, a blatant um, offsides call, jump offsides. He had a free play. Man, he ducks out of bounds. He don't even give it a shot down the field. Ducks out of Shoot. bounds. We got a fourth and two, Hypo in plus territory. You know, he calls it. I think it was a great call. Hypo's kind of like Dan Landing. He trusts his guys. He's at home. He he likes the call. He likes the situation. Never second-guessing. It gets up there, lines it up. You got two guys. You got bad spacing with Keaton and um, the underneath guy that was running that route. Probably should get a bit better. But Joe rolls out right there. Man, he's borderline taking a sack, running out of bounds. And then he just dumps it off to a pick as opposed to bad, hey, it's fourth and two. Throw it up if you if you pick if you throw a pick inside the ten. That's a hell of a punt. Yeah, I mean that sounds that situational so like, awareness at that point. And for Tennessee to be able to take that next step this year, like they did with Hinton last year, he's got to be better at that.
2: I want you to go find the clip. It's so great that you brought that up. It's from the the LSU Tennessee game last year. It was when Jaden was playing like that, right? Yep. Kind of t- kind of timid and scared. And I think we like third and one. It's one of the early fourth downs. We went through. like third and one. We had the one-on-one up top, and Jaden doesn't throw it up. He, like, goes out of bounds or throws it out. And Brian, and BK looks at him. He's like, it's one-on-fucking-one. On one. Throw it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know I'm going for it on fourth down. So, if you throw it there and they pick it, it's a punt. Like, exactly. it's just not that big of a deal. And here's the one thing that I wanted to curve to in that game. Let me give you this, and, Trev, you're going to love this. Jimbo Fisher, <laughs> the COVID <laughs> year, was four-and-one on the road. Four and one on the road the COVID year, which I, I want to throw that, that yeah. year out, but his loss was to a very bad LSU team. But still four and one, pretty good, right? He is now seven and sixteen overall on the road as an SEC. And Jets I think
3: coach. 0 and eight against top twenty five opponents, yeah. to be honest with you, on like, the road.
2: So so three and fifteen. Yep. On the other on every other year but COVID year on the road. That's god awful.
3: Yeah, I love every bit of that stuff. Me too. <laughs> I
2: think it's absolutely awesome. And thank God he left us at the altar. Yep. Thank God.
0: There you go. Uh, I, I want to kind of wrap up uh, the Vols conversation. Um, Pokemon you know, Bear. The you know I think the the biggest thing and and Try. and I'm not uh, I'm not in that Vol bubble, so I, you know I may have a different viewpoint on this. But what I take out of this is the ability for Tennessee to win a game like that with only twenty points. You mentioned it the first time in Heppel. Uh, is tenure there that they can win a game like this the defense playing like they are and the run game is there the only thing they're missing is that elite level quarterback now you could say that about so many different teams and ultimately year by year that's going to be a key sure. to whether or not you can no doubt. you can get to the playoffs or potentially win is you got to have you know, just an elite quarterback, just like in hockey, to win the Stanley Cup, you got to have an elite goalie, to, and, and that's and, the only thing they're missing now. Because it appears that all the rest of the pieces are there; they just need. To, I don't know if they need the well, elite, but they, they need to above say, to that
3: point. JP, it doesn't have necessarily to necessarily be elite yeah. because that's where that's where Tennessee fans get in this conundrum of. Um, what hype is and what Tennessee's doing this year versus what they did last year. Well,
0: you're you, you're
1: you, you co- coaching up it. the guys you're, he's got. Your
0: your lone modern championship came with just an above average quarterback, but you, right?
3: Uh, you look at you take care of the ball, you, you win special teams, which Tennessee's done a fantastic job of. Um, now that Jackson Russell settled a little in a little bit since the first two games, um and, and the defensive line is elite, man, absolutely elite. But Tennessee, it is, it's that recency bias with hypo and scoring 50 points a game and having Hendon Hooker throw for three fifty four hundred and you have Hyatt and Tillman being able to stretch that field. That's where you get these fans and you get that fan base calling for a Nico and, or, you know, hey, you got to have that elite to be able to take that next step. Listen, if Joe does not, if Joe doesn't turn the football over and he can make one or two of those big-time throws that's not connected deep – Tennessee is going to be just fine. They're going to be just, that, fine. That, that's just I, fine.
1: That's what I was going to say. Just yes, to man. answer Cord's question, I think the biggest reason that everybody's not calling for Nico right now is the upside with Milton right now is so mm-hmm. huge. I mean, he, he yep. could have completed four of those passes, scored touchdowns on every one of them. And then also, mm-hmm. we're sitting at a. Uh, thirteen to forty eight game. You're not even questioning yep. him, and you're talking about his yeah. ratio
3: of downfield. Yeah, he's yeah. for for yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it,
1: yeah, it, for sure. Like, it, like, like, it, it like it I said, I'm looking that. at a box score. Yeah. Yeah. and, and one thing yeah, about
2: wanna, that too. And then we'll get off,
3: off of that. it. That's JP's trying to wrangle us in right here. But <laughs> but here's my here's my kudos of the day, and it goes to Josh Heupel because you look First at a guy time. like like Lincoln Riley or even what BK is going through down in Baton Rouge, getting that turnover from roster, man. I don't care anybody says Heupel, but he did not come into anything, and he was able to take a guy um, like Hendon Hooker out of the portal, take some of these guys, build them up off what Jalen did the year before, turn him into a Blitnick off winner, get him to what we did last year, and then this year you look at a downfall of last year. What most people and, and I would say it was a championship caliber offense with no defense, and you look at that turnover of having a good core of the same guys back, exclusive a by Byron Young, you know Beasley's back, Tyler Barron's back. Big O's back. You throw in James Pierce, what he's been able to step up and do. Uh, Haddon's back. Uh, uh, Danico's back at cornerback. Like Jalen's back at safety. You look at the step they took in the 12 months that through that camp, through spring, through fall, through everything. That speaks volumes of the staff. It speaks volumes of Heupel. It speaks volumes of Rodney Garner. It speaks volumes of Tim Banks of being able to get these guys elevated to play at that level. Because you look at some of these other coaches with – Bigger and better talent across the board that's had better recruiting rankings these past couple of years where they're at right now. And I just I think it's a phenomenal job of what Josh Heupel and company has been able to do with his defense and special teams.
1: Big selling point in the portal next year. Hey, we're quarterback off. You can be the guy. Yeah. That's
0: true. Uh, the portal. And, and you know, you can, you can get an elite quarterback to, to come to Knoxville. There's yeah. no question. I
3: think we got one plan behind him, but if that's what you, 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 know, you think you need, yeah. It's one yeah. of those. It's
0: so, but uh, the you know it. They're they're, they're you're right. They're like one. That's for sure. They're they're better. That's true. It's just one. they're they're <laughs> a better overall team this year than they were last year. Overall, sure. overall, overall yeah. team. That was a special offense and a special year. Generational offense. Yeah. So um, it's it's not going to be the norm. So and uh, there's still yeah. a lot
3: of ball left. You're going to see that's this true. offense improve through and through and if you stay healthy and you rock on. Um, it's it's gonna be a solid showing. That's right. Um, you're not gonna win a natty as Cord knows down there too. You're not gonna win a natty every year, but as long as you're competing, you got a chance at Atlanta. Things are in the up and up, and you know in the three years that Heifel's been there, you couldn't ask for anything more.
0: Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, we continue on with uh, our SEC roundup from uh, the past weekend. Uh, Cord already mentioned it. He was uh, in the building in Tiger Stadium against uh, Auburn a Saturday night in Baton Rouge, and man. Did they look like uh, the old Saturday night team there for LSU Do you had to be happy with uh, their performance.
2: They had a hell of a performance, and I was very happy. And Jay, it's, it's getting to the point now, and I feel so bad, because you can't always keep doing this, can he? Like, I just expect that from Jaden. You know, and like, like and even BK, he, like, threw a pick. I freaking forgot the pick. I, again, <laughs> put, uh, partaked in a few of my little product samplings, but – Hey, it's BK a research and, said, and development hey, a, cord. Yeah, we had a, we had a receiver receiver who's supposed to clear out that safety right there. Except he's 12, 12 yards down the field blocking, so we get a pick <laughs> right there in the safety. But it's I tell you what I what impressed me the most, and let me preface this with Auburn's offense is god. It's pathetic, awful, and will it continue to be that way this season? Yeah, there, there's nobody on the roster. They got a quarterback. Hugh, Hugh will go out and get the guys. That's the
3: JP's point a well while ago. Yeah. Quarterback away to, from having a solid yes.
2: team. To me, Auburn's defense is above average. And LSU's offense just kept clicking right along. You know, and I mean, that first little drive, and then Malik Neighbors just do do right down the field. Uh, I believe you're watching the Blitnikoff guy, Blitnikoff winner in 2023 this year, right there. But I'll, I'll tell you again, getting back to my point, my most impressive thing, and I started with Auburn's offense has got off of. Is a deeper performance, not the, not because Auburn only scored 18, but tackling is tackling, right? I don't care if you're playing uh, NAIA, uh, Division II, or Auburn's bad offense. Our boys tackled. They got to spots. They they made tackles, um, and 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 I and that's all I've asked. And can can we get better this week? This week's gonna be a little tougher. Like this Army type offense. and I know they throw the ball a little more now. Is and we'll talk more about it, but it's just just tackling in general, guys. And I was proud to see the Tigers do that. It's a sign of football loved, at that point. Yeah, you know? I always I mean, love when we can whoop Auburn's ass too, man. It, it's it's a big rivalry, yeah. and, and pro- in the last year we'll probably play them every year. Uh, it's, and it's just been a story rivalry with a bunch of stuff going on. And this year is kind of nostalgic to see that. And I, I'm glad that we got to go out on top with an ass whipping like
0: that. Court, a question for you. You mentioned since you brought it up uh, about our Army coming up. Uh, it is not in our pick'em, but we obviously will take a trip to Alumniville. But uh, seeing the good signs of tackling this week again, this past week against Auburn, having to be even more disciplined because mm-hmm. of the type of team you're playing. Can only be a benefit to them of getting back to the basics of just mm-hmm. tackling. This will benefit them, I think, the rest of the year. Don't you think? A thousand percent.
2: I, absolutely, it. And, and, and sweet, you played at a higher level, obviously a way higher level than I ever thought about playing. You can speak to that better than I can. But I, I think it will because you better be disciplined this week, or they're gonna bust your ass. Um, don't don't. You got a bye week next week. You can look ahead next week. Do not get caught looking ahead. Build on this performance you just had this past week.
3: Carrying that momentum into that game and into the mm-hmm. bye week is the main thing. You said it. Yes. build on it, Cord. How, you got to come out and you got to play football because our service academies this year, you look at Navy, you look at what Air Force does. Air Force has got a chance to use your six ball. The is, quarterback yeah. stays yep. healthy. I mean, and you look at what the Army's doing as well. Um, abs- I mean, phenomenal for one. But one thing they all do well is they line up, they get after your ass. Right, and, yeah. and if you don't tackle and you you don't play that good, well well-rounded assignment football, mm-hmm. they will make you pay. Um, and and yep. it's tough for anybody. I wish Wes was here to speak on it because he'll talk about it. When um, you know the year Air Force came to Needland, he always talks about. It. He said that's the hardest that was the hardest game he ever had yeah. to fan in college. Was yeah, that you don't right want
2: there? to see it in the middle of the year? You know, like yep. bowl games one thing you got three four weeks to prepare for it. First game of the year is one thing you got all offseason, but that middle of the year. When you got Bama looming in two weeks, obviously, and you just come off of Auburn, and his defense is the way they've played. But, but it's again, also – look at look, look it is, on it. the upside for yeah. LSU,
3: man. Come out and handle business. Do what LSU supposed to do. Come out, play physical. Have that atmosphere in Death Valley. Then relish that win. Enjoy the bye week. Get healthy. And, dude, you're locked in to make a run.
2: This, dude, I, I want to see one thing. This is what I asked for. I want a big first half. One drive in the second half, and then an equipment manager. I'm gonna soon about five or six of them text message go grab number five's helmet, take it as far away from that bastard as you can, and do
1: not let him in the game Listen, the rest of the day. To
3: that point, I hope the bye week, I hope at least, at least the if first they don't, part you, of it,
1: you better go steal that, some bitch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm
3: whatever, whoever you need to text, whoever you need to get attention down there, y'all need, dude. Get your baseball boys out here, and somebody teach JD Five how to slide. Oh my God! That's what you gotta get. Get him over
2: he, there no, in he, the box no, did you, and get did him he, sliding. Did you get to watch this week? Uh-uh. Uh. He slid like you four slid, or five yeah, times. Yeah, you sent okay. a message we're, that he. Oh yeah, like we're like jumping in the suite. We're just, <laughs> oh my God, he can slide like. Yeah, everybody's like, could, you don't think, Jay, like, who would, who would, uh, Jay Johnson take on team? Somebody's like, I know he's not taking, uh, Jay Daniels because the bastard's not gonna slide <laughs> on the base
0: pass. I'm, like, no, he's not.
1: But, yes. but just going to the, you know, back to like a little X's and O's, you know, going into the Army week, well, a, a, as a coach, you know, we, we see it at the high school level. It's like uh, I used to have a, a, a coach in college. He used to say, that's day one shit. If you'd mess up something we went over day one, he would just be infuriated. If you can learn good or bad from this week, whatever happened against Auburn, you don't let it happen again the next week. And all of a sudden you get a little more discipline going into the Army game, and you do some good stuff, and you carry it on to the next week. That's how good programs are built, and that's how good that's good, good football teams are, are formed Absolutely. and made. And that's how you get better as the season goes. So, you know, that, 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 as a as a coach, that, that's what I'm looking at for LSU. Hey, let's get a little more discipline this week. You know, we're, we're yes, we are going against lesser opponents. Let, let's just go ahead and face it. Those guys aren't getting you know two million dollars in their bank account right now, yeah. but
2: they will come out
3: with some
1: fire they are going to come out with some fire and they're going to smack us in the face and you know can we d- be disciplined when it matters
0: I
2: can promise they'll be
1: disciplined yeah. uh, no doubt
0: so it's, it's interesting you know I don't I don't know if uh, if we felt this good about Tennessee and LSU coming out of a weekend maybe all season on the same weekend but
2: the tone is for sure turned I mean, turned away down this
0: is this is, this is such a calm now you know we don't have Wes here to to do that but um you know <laughs> yeah, thank you. So <laughs> <still sweet>. young.
2: <laughs> I just but, poured my second glass. But, <laughs> but, you
0: know, I mean, collectively, you know, feeling really good about these two teams at this point in the season. That's that's exciting. Hell, even Vanderbilt showed up against sh- Georgia. Uh, uh, next segment. Yeah. All right. You, you, that's, what, <laughs> next. that's why I brought
2: up my hypothetical yeah. earlier. I, said, yeah. I, I re-saw that Vandy-Georgia score. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> if Vandy can put up 20, oh, sh- yeah, surely Tennessee right. can put up 27. Yep.
0: All right, uh, elsewhere in the SEC, Missouri and Kentucky and Lexington and uh, the Tigers uh, stretched this one out with a uh, double-digit win. Looked impressive uh, against Kentucky. Uh, thoughts on this one and who Missouri is?
2: I can say that. I, I think Missouri's a wagon. Yeah. I don't know how else to start it, with it, made It made me feel better. It made me feel they're better a wagon. about it, that LSU win. They're a wagon.
3: You know, like, Listen, you look good. at what Brady Cook can do and Luther Burden and these other guys he's got on the outside – they will take shots, they can complete those shots, and they can move the ball down the field efficiently. One thing that I think was the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway is you got a close game like you like they have with LSU, right? You take what you learned from that game and you move into this game, you go down, I'm pretty sure 14-0 early, right? Yeah. 14-0 off the rip. Yep. Yeah. How do you respond to that, man? That that's tough as hell. These guys come out, they drop it basically just drop their nuts, punter turns around, throws just a 50-50 ball, mm-hmm. leads the guy a little bit. Yeah. DB gets turned around, and he walks it in there. It's a different game. Their sideline, that balloon got popped, man. It just went up in there. And it, it, it was a different game through, uh, throughout the rest of the game because the momentum that Missouri had. They knew if they were in a one-score game with Kentucky, they could score. If they got it up on Kentucky, Kentucky could not catch up to them. Yeah. I mean, it's Missouri's solid.
0: Yes, they are. Yeah, I think uh, th- those two yeah. separated themselves
1: clearly. I, I I definitely agree with you. I think I think Missouri Missouri definitely moved up. Like uh, they're they're not elite in the SEC, no. but uh, I mean I think they're they're in that top notch, that next level year. though. Yeah,
3: I had one. So I had some buddies that text me about bets and everything. It was like, what's your log? Of the league? What's your log? I said, I best thing I like right now is Missouri. Missouri playing against Kentucky because if they did, if they did get ahead. Kentucky was going to have a problem so yeah, coming that back. You, that's but. one of the ones
2: you and I took together. Yep, huh?
3: that's right. Yes, that's she right. Did. But hey, it was a heck of a showing. Absolutely. I hate their head coach, man. Drinkwitz, if they're competitive with Tennessee, we'll get more into him. Almost like, I guess, Jimbo, but. Dude, what a nerd! What a tool! What a, nerd. Absolutely a nerd, doofus out there.
1: <laughs> nerd, yeah, he is, man. He's a nerd. A nerd. Like, if you think
3: of, if you had a list of all I the right things to say, I just in Trem, interviews like, and talk, like Homer Simpson card. Yeah, nerd. nerd. No, that's what he looks like, and that's that's where, the way he acts. Well, in Trev his is over revenge of the nerds.
0: If he yeah. a, it, you guys have it, you may me be out. too young, all of you, to, to know that oh, one. No, but, uh, no, no. <laughs> he's a nerd. All right. Uh, Gators uh, come back, uh, showed some, uh, some gumption in South Carolina, and they get the win. And uh, I just don't know what to make about those two teams. Those are, but uh, yeah, they're not you know, good. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: yeah, hey, I think it was just a, the the better of t- the lesser
0: of t- lesser t- two evils. Yeah,
2: yeah. That, that was just a. Ugh.
3: I will never, <laughs> especially on air or a recorded segment, pull for Florida in any capacity. But I, I'm teetering on with Wes Brown on how I feel about South Carolina due to shame Beamer and the way that they go about things. What he ha- what he said and, and how he went about the end of the game, which I'm going to get to.
0: Eby's going to make wrong. sure that you don't vote for Florida. That's what she – she I mean, heard you mention that F word.
3: She don't like it. Yeah. She don't like it. But, I mean, Beamer, I mean, you, you. <laughs>
2: She don't like F words. She needs no. to get away from this shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> she on the wrong floor. Too. She, she's been quiet since Wes hadn't been here. Yep. Yeah, oh, man.
2: But
3: it, my point is, is Shane Beamer, man, at some point, that locker room is not going to bind him. He's going to lose that locker room. He is with, with hey, his annex. and he, what he's doing. He's it's, full it's of excuses, Butch too. Jones-esque almost. Didn't he, uh, he like break talent. his ankle or something? Yeah, he kicked something his after. Toe or... it. And then he made a joke about it, how he fights through it afterwards. And the Monday presser. Like, come yeah, on, Yeah, that man. was a
0: very Butch Jones-esque thing uh, He to is do. Butch
3: Jones. You got talent. You got the chance to win. They pulled out some big games. You look at Butch, you know, beating South Carolina, for that matter, with clowning them in 13 when they're ranked mm-hmm. number seven in the country. Yeah. Tennessee has no business being in that game. Comes out, beats them, I think, 13-7. to Pilardi kicks a game-winning field goal, or 13-10. Yeah, I can't remember the final, but it was. It was last second scoring in there anyways. You look at that, that's a Butch Jones-esque win. You see how he did with Juwan? You had the Dawgs come in there. But Butch pissed away so many games. And Shane Beamer's right behind him right now, in my opinion. I think it's the same kind of story. He has guys, man. That program, you look at Juice Wells, you look at Trey Knox, you look at Xavier Leggett, those guys on the outside. Spencer Radler, for that matter. No matter how bad I hate him, we hate him, how, how just shitty that guy is as a human, in my opinion, boy, he can play some football. And, and you don't know him. I, no, I don't. But i tell you this. My mind was <laughs> made was up. He was so and,
2: humble on QB1. Yeah, though, I was about to say, my, oh, mind, my yeah. mind
3: was made up five years ago whenever he was on the Netflix show, period. Yeah. But, and I hate to say that about as a kid, Point but I,
2: period. it was Point awful. And he's
3: period. only continued to do it, talking about how Nealon's not loud, this, this, and that, you know. Anyways, I'll get off of it. <laughs>
2: No, I mean,
0: I... Just, I just for South West. Carolina's I, that's I West's think, two cents, right there.
2: I think Shane Beamer and, and he's a douchebag, man. Sunbelt Sun Billy, he's a nerd. He's I a think they're bag. all like the little Spider-Man pointing at each other meme, like Sunbelt Billy's. <laughs> the that same is the f- best. Way, that's dude. actually like, the best, right there. Yes, like they're just all—they're not good football coaches, man. They're—they're they're in over their head. One got a job because of who his daddy was. The other got a job because he won a few games in the fucking Sunbelt. Like, yeah, that's just. <laughs> Yeah, get off of them. Let's let's move on. They're bad. All
1: right, uh They're so, bad. Yeah, sweet. What do um, you think? It, <laughs> next segment. Yes. All right,
0: uh, we will uh, head to the next segment because it's time to do so. So uh, stay with us. Uh, coming up, we've got our features, our cat of the week. Uh, we'll we'll kind of each give our own cat of the week since Wes isn't here. Um, and uh, sweet talking, do what we do. Cut the cord. Also, our trip to Alumniville and our pick six, which is seven tonight. We're kicking the extra point. So stay with us. This is Southern Roots football show on Southern Roots Radio. Back after this.